Hello and welcome to another episode of Minty's Room. I'm your host Mariam and today, yes, I'm finally recording another episode. It's been weeks, like literally it's been weeks since I've done it and I was feeling so lazy, I really couldn't be bothered. But then I remembered that you actually have to pay to keep your episodes up on um, platforms like Spotify and Apple Music and so I was like, hey, I'm literally paying for this I need to utilize it so that's literally what motivation was it was money um wow that's such a great way to start an episode I know anyway this is going to be the first of a mini series um I think I'm going to call it the coconut diaries where I'm basically going to be talking about what it's like to live in the UK as a Pakistani who isn't necessarily attached to her culture and I'm going to explain what I mean by that in a bit but yeah, I really want to delve into that. Today I definitely do not have a plan on what I'm going to say. It's literally just going to be a stream of consciousness. It's going to be a pretty short episode. Literally me just ranting probably. Um, but yeah, it's going to be the start of this mini-series. So just to give you a bit of background, um, I am Pakistani. My grandparents were born and raised in Pakistan. Then they moved to the UK in their early adult years. Um, my parents were both born in the UK. My mum was raised in Birmingham. <laughs> Why am I laughing? That's not funny. Um, yeah, mum was raised in Birmingham. My dad was raised in Greater Manchester in Rochdale. Um, when mum and dad got married, they lived in Rochdale for a couple of years. So I was born and raised there, essentially. Then we moved to Manchester. Oh my God, I just outed where I live. Oh well, yeah, then we moved to Manchester. And... I grew up here, I grew up in Manchester. Most of my teenage years and my now adult years are being spent here in Manchester. But today I'm gonna to be talking mainly about my childhood, I guess, um, because like I said, my parents were born and raised here. They were raised, uh, you know, to speak their language. They were raised, you know, with the Pakistani food, going to Pakistani weddings and things like that. They didn't really watch like Pakistani, like. TV shows, I don't know what you even call them. Um, they didn't watch like movies or TV shows, anything like that. So I think that's essentially, I feel like that's a big part of it. Like people, when I tell them that I don't watch like Bollywood or anything like that, that people will get surprised. Or if I don't know certain songs, people will be like, oh my God, how can you call yourself Pakistani? And I'll be like, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so they were raised in semi-cultural households. And so when they got married and started having children, they didn't really incorporate much culture into the household. And just to clarify here, I'm not saying that's a bad thing necessarily because it didn't really negatively affect the way I grew up. I grew up just fine. Because you know, where they weren't cultural, they made up for it by being religious, which I think is probably better. And when I say they weren't cultural, I mean they didn't speak their original well the thing is Urdu and Punjabi aren't even my mom and dad's first languages I'd say they learned English alongside that so I can't say they didn't teach me their first language because that's not what it is um but yeah they didn't teach us when I say us I mean me and my siblings they didn't teach us uh Punjabi or Urdu um which meant that I grew up not knowing it I literally just grew up speaking English <laughs> yes I only speak like one language okay <laughs> I'm outing myself here. I only speak one language. I'm sorry. I apologize. Here's the thing, right? Why am I apologizing for that? I don't know. 
I don't know why I'm apologizing. That's why I'm doing this mini series. It's because being a coconut, as people will say, people will call me, I don't know, it's something I find myself apologizing for, even though technically it's not my fault. It's nobody's fault. I grew up in the UK not in Pakistan and I've never visited Pakistan in my entire life okay now it's and I want to apologize for that too I was literally about to say I'm sorry but why would I need to apologize for that you know because people will say like you know it's shameful that you're not uh, attached to your Pakistani roots and things like that and here's the thing right I'm not ashamed of being Pakistani it's not like something that I'm like trying to hide um it's literally on my face you know I'm brown um and I'm not ashamed of it at all. It's just I wasn't raised with any form of the culture aspect. The only things I would say is that that I know from the Pakistani culture is that I had some of the food sometimes. My mum would make salin sometimes. Um, when I was a kid, I used to wear um, like traditional clothes on Eid. Um, I think we went to a couple of family weddings where I would wear it too. And that's probably about it. Oh, and we used to have the desserts as well. My grandma would make um, desserts. And that's it. My grandparents all speak English, so I never needed to... I never struggled to converse with them. It's never been a problem at all. So essentially what I'm trying to say is, my whole childhood, I never felt the need to learn to speak Urdu. And it was never something that I was told to do either. No one ever taught me it. And no one ever spoke to me in it either. <laughs> it was never a problem growing up. And when I say growing up, I mean like, let's say until I was around 10 years old. Yeah, we'll say until I was about 10 years old. It was never an issue and no one ever brought it up. Actually, that's not true. The only time I would struggle is when I was at my grandparents', grandparents', grandparents house. And I would answer the phone And it would be someone from Pakistan and they would be talking in Urdu or Punjabi and I'd be like, huh? I'm sorry, I can't help you. And I'd just be like struggling because it was one of those phones that has a wire on it so you can't like go take it to your grandparent. You'd have to like, you know, panic and struggle. That's the only time I'd say that I would be like, oh, maybe me not knowing Urdu is a bad thing. Um, Yeah. Anyway, like I said before, I never visited Pakistan as a kid. Um, I don't think my parents went during that period of time anyway like it's not like they went and didn't take us I think my mum and dad hadn't gone for quite a long time um, in their early adulthood years even now I think my mum hasn't been in like 20 years my dad went recently with all his siblings they went to go visit like their cousins um, and they had a good time but my mum hasn't been in a while I think so yeah, I've never been Pakistan. All my like family is in England. So all of my cousins, all my aunties and uncles are all in England. Obviously I have second cousins and third cousins and whatnot. They all live, they're all scattered all over the place actually. Um, but my, you know, my close family are all here. And so I've never had to go Pakistan to see anyone, I guess. So I think you probably see what I mean now when I say that I wasn't raised in a cultural household and so I don't have an attachment to my culture. I am essentially a coconut, as I've been told so many times in my life. (laughs) I'm a coconut, basically. If you don't know what that means, 
coconut refers to the fact that I am brown skinned, but I'm white on the inside. I would disagree with that, personally speaking, on the whole white on the inside thing, because that means like, what, I'm a white person on the inside? That's not true. I am, I am declining that. Uh, but the essential meaning of a coconut is that, you know, you're not, you're not familiar with your culture and you know nothing about it pretty much. And I'm, I'll accept that. See, this is what happens when I don't have a plan on what I'm going to say. I'm literally just ranting, but you know what? It's okay. It's fine. It's been a while. So going a little bit further, um, into my childhood, when I moved to Manchester and I started primary school, I went to a really small primary school first of all I'm definitely gonna have one of my primary school friends come on one day to talk about it because that school was a wild ride man I don't think we actually did any schooling I did not become learned wow <laughs> let me reword that I didn't learn anything in primary school I don't think is is it obvious can you tell we just had fun all the time it felt like that anyway you know what we probably did do work at some points but all I can remember is like how much fun primary school was that's besides the point the point is when I was at that primary school I was surrounded by a bunch of people who are pretty much the same um it was an Islamic primary school and it was fairly mixed like there was quite a wide variety of people but I'd say the majority was Pakistani and Libyan yeah I think that that was the majority um but even like the Pakistanis who were there they weren't like really cultured either a lot of them didn't know Urdu a lot of them barely had any ties to their you know roots I guess you could say similar to me and so it was never a problem either the fact that I couldn't speak the language the fact that I'd never been to Pakistan no one would ever question it it was it was fairly normal and it was never a problem I will say though because we were surrounded by quite a few Arabs I feel like that added to my problems later on and when I say problems I mean when I was entering my teen years I went through a little phase of not liking being Pakistani okay no it wasn't my teen years I'd say it's from around the age 10 to the age of about 14 I went through a phase where like I don't know I didn't like being Pakistani I didn't like talking about it either and you know what I would do (laughs) oh my god this is so embarrassing I would grasp at straws to attempt and say that I wasn't fully Pakistani uh I mean the straws were there but like oh no (laughs) okay you know what we I'll, I'll get off my chest I'll just talk about it so uh I think my grandma has like some Iranian roots and I would really like emphasize it when I was telling people where I was from so when I started high school I would say I was Pakistani and then a part Iranian (laughs) oh my god okay why am I why am I doing this to myself there's no need for me to out myself like this um but it's okay We're, we're gonna keep going yes I would say to people that I was part Iranian and yeah I if I had to tell you why I would do that I don't know man was I trying to be different maybe was I just secretly hating on being Pakistani maybe I don't know we need to have someone come and analyze that behavior because it is kind of weird 
to this day, my friends won't let me forget it. Like, sometimes they'll remind me and be like, oh, but aren't you part Iranian? And I'd be like, shut up. It's in the past, okay? Let's move on. I definitely think it's in part due to the fact that because I was growing up, like, surrounded by so many Arabs and they didn't really have much awareness of the Pakistani culture either and I feel like they would make quite a few jokes about different things and we would just let it slide because we didn't really understand and we didn't really you know we didn't know much about our culture ourselves when I'm when I say we I mean like the bunch of coconuts in primary school basically we didn't know much about our culture ourselves and so we would just let jokes like that slide and I feel like it kind of made me, I don't want to say it made me want to be Arab because that's completely off the mark, but it kind of made me, you know, want to reject being Pakistani. I didn't really like being brown. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. But then also, I feel like a lot of girls joke about this, but it's kind of serious. Okay, it's not serious, but like, you know, it's a thing. Every girl goes through a white boy phase you know you go through a phase where you either like one direction or justin bieber or something and i feel like (laughs) maybe i'm reaching here maybe i'm reaching but i feel like that is a part of the whole cultural rejection thing of the whole like you know you want to fit in with the rest of society kind of maybe i'm reaching i think i'm reaching slightly here But hey, you know what, if there's someone who relates to me, then that's great. I know there are people who relate to me because I've had conversations with some of my friends about this as well. Um, But yeah, it's just, there's a whole bunch of things that add to this problem. It's mainly because you're living in the UK and you're so far away from, you know, where essentially your ancestors came from. And so the fact that that you're Pakistani doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna have ties to your culture it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be educated on things to do with being pakistani it doesn't mean you're going to watch pakistani movies or listen to the music or eat the food or wear the clothes because that requires effort and it requires effort from you know the people around you it all depends on your community your surroundings your education your friends your family it's just a lot and i'm sure most people don't even think about it So, when you turn around to your coconut friend who doesn't know Bollywood or hasn't heard of that Pakistani actress, think about it for a second and think about why that friend doesn't know it because there's a reason. (laughs) This sounds very personal and that's because it is, obviously I'm talking about my own personal experiences. It also sounds very specific and that's because it is. This is me literally talking about personal experiences where people have literally insulted me and genuinely offended me just because I don't know things that, you know, one might associate with being Pakistani. And like I keep saying, it's not necessarily my fault. I know maybe when I got older, I could have looked into it a bit more. I could have invested some time into trying to learn Urdu or Punjabi and things like that but hey so could you you could have invested more time into learning another language you know it's easier said than done I'm not gonna lie oh no oh no I'm really outing myself today okay I'm not gonna lie (laughs) I did have the opportunity to learn Urdu in high school Uh, I was put in the compulsory Urdu class which 
okay first of all that's a bit of a problem in itself and I'll tell you why so in the high school that I went to back in those days uh, you would be put into a compulsory Urdu class if you were Pakistani and you'd be told that you were going to be sitting in Urdu GCC in three years time and that was a problem because like I said I didn't know any Urdu but because I was Pakistani they were like okay you you're gonna do an Urdu GCC because you are Pakistani and I literally knew nothing I went into those classes knowing absolutely nothing. I was easily the stupidest kid in that class and it was a joke. It was generally a joke. Every time I went through my test results or the teacher would mark my exams, she'd be like, what the heck is, are these answers? And I'd be like, bro, I don't know. I don't know the language. Maybe, like I keep saying, maybe I could have put a bit more effort into it. Actually, you know what? I definitely could have put more effort in if I, you know, did some extra classes or did the reading I was supposed to. Maybe I could have actually learned something from those lessons but like still they put me in those classes under the assumption that because I'm Pakistani I would be able to do it and spoiler alert I was not able to do it and I was pulled out of the GCSE last minute um yeah it's <laughs> actually kind of sad you know long story short I'm clearly very passionate about this topic um I feel very strongly about it, mainly because all throughout high school and in sixth form, I was labelled a coconut. And like I said, I accept that label to some extent. I understand why that label is there. However, there's factors to this. And, you know, when you turn around to someone who doesn't know that much about their culture and you blame them for it, it's a bit unfair. It is a bit unfair. And yes, okay, maybe as an individual, we could put more effort into it. But like, where are the resources? How am I going to put more effort into it? What do you want me to do? I need to stop ranting. Okay, I'm going to calm down. There is definitely an arc to this, I will say. You know, I'll give you a bit of a spoiler. I, As I grew up, I learned to accept it a bit more and appreciate it a bit more. When I say it, I mean the, my culture. And, you know, being Pakistani, uh, I learned a bit more about it as I grew up. But it took a bit of character development. Um, I went through many different stages. When I say stages, I mean primary school, high school, sixth form, working life. They all contributed to it in some way, shape or form. And in the next couple of episodes, I'm going to be looking at it step by step. Definitely going to be having guests on and I'm so excited for it. Going to have some of my friends to talk about it. Um, which would be great. It'd be nice to have someone to help me break up the episodes a bit rather than just me ranting to myself. It'd be nice to have like, you know, a conversation format. That would be good. Funnily enough, as I was talking about having a conversation with someone, my brother just walked in. Do you want to say hello? Hi. Thank you, brother. Maybe (laughs) one day you'll be able to feature on an episode and you'll get to say more than one word. If I'm lucky. If you're lucky. 15 minutes. For 15 minutes, yes, maybe, but there's a queue of people, you see, so you are at the bottom of the list. No, no, I'm brother, I take priority. No, you don't take priority. Take priority. You can leave now. Okay, I'll go then. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Why do siblings never shut the door when they leave? I do. No, you don't. I do. It's a collective issue. I've seen many people talking about it. Uh, siblings. Watch this, watch this. Ready? Ready? Okay, he just left the door open. <laughs> 
anyway that brings us to the end of today's episode it actually went by so quickly i think it's because usually when i'm recording these i have a lot of like blank spaces where i can't think of what to say but i think because today i was so passionate about the topic it was just a free flow of words i did not stop talking once (laughs) Anyway, I sincerely hope you enjoyed. I hope you managed to keep up with what I was saying. I hope I didn't lose you um, because it was a rant essentially and I understand that that might not be the best thing to listen to but I hope it was entertaining nonetheless. Whether you enjoyed this episode or not, I would appreciate it if you followed me on whatever platform you're currently listening to me on because either way, I'd like you to be updated whenever I post. It'll probably be probably be oh whoa that was a word jumble it will probably be on a thursday you know what i'm gonna leave that in i'm not gonna cut that out you know what it's been such a long week but the only thing that's been getting me through these like past couple of weeks is definitely the depth trial it's so addictive to watch i cannot look away from it it's honestly it was honestly the only thing that kept me going through the whole month of may but either way may is nearly over the bank holiday weekend is upon us it is coming everyone be prepared i know i'm very excited <laughs> a whole four days off work i'm very happy um but yeah i hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend i hope you enjoy the rest of the week i hope you enjoy the bank holiday weekend and i hope you stay tuned for next week's episode i uh, will see you there Assalamu alaikum and goodbye.